0: Okay, welcome to another episode of the Gerald Matos podcast. And uh, tonight's episode, I'm speaking to comedian, very funny guy, Elliot Loney. How are you, Elliot? Good, mate. How are
1: you? Are we live? We're live straight Yeah, we're away. live, mate.
0: Yeah, live <laughs> and exclusive.
1: Yeah, okay. There you go, <laughs> mate.
0: technology. Sorry, there. I should have uh, been there for the <laughs> show. Sure <laughs> you yeah, must have thought, this guy's talking to himself. He thinks he's got a Tonight Show already, you know. What's going oh, on? Mate, it's In hilarious, yeah, how, how you been?
1: Yeah, mate, very well, very well. I reckon the last time I saw you was um, was it maybe at the Comics Lounge. When was the last time I saw you? I'm trying to think of the last time I bumped into you.
0: I think the last time was at a comedy venue in uh, Brunswick. Oh, that's right. Bunny at the Brunny. Bunny at the Brunny, yeah, that's oh, right. Probably. Hell of a place. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good uh, room. Now they've
1: moved it down the road. I don't know if you've been. I have. I actually, it's a, it's a bit smaller now, but it's more intimate, and it still gets a pretty good turnout, from what I remember.
0: Yeah, it's a well, it's a small room, so any turnout would look good. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so how you been? You're, you um, you're doing the stand up, yeah?
1: Yeah. Look, I I'm doing more like corporate stuff. i seem to have found my niche, just doing mostly impersonation based comedy because. You know, I'm probably the only one that does it. So I'm not really competing with too many others, which means there's like, you know, a real niche for me to do that. So I've been doing mostly corporates doing like 20 minutes or 30 minutes worth of impersonations, usually with an MC where they ask me questions and I cycle through different characters um, with yeah. different wigs and and sort of take the piss out of the uh, CEO or the CFO or whoever's there. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's been quite quite good for me to do that Um you know, obviously, some months, months are busy, busier than others, which is why I'm doing tennis coaching as well as a job. That's right. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, Sorry to cut you there. I just have to explain to the listeners uh, that uh, they may have seen you on a few of the TV shows, especially the Today Show during the tennis. Uh, you're the guy that does those great impersonations of the great tennis players.
1: Yeah, I do um, do a lot of impersonations and I think, yeah, the, the tennis players are probably some of my favourite ones to do purely because uh, yeah, I grew up playing so much of the sport, um, tennis. So, they um, yeah, they're,
0: they're very fun for me to do and I've so, had a lot so of fun good. during it. I was Open. It'd be easy, yeah. And plus, I, I know that uh, you do the tennis coaching. Who are you currently coaching at the moment?
1: Oh, mostly juniors, like young kids right through to like yep. adults. Um, you know, from your really elite juniors to your to your really fundamental players, four-year-old kids, just starting out, learning the very fine motor skills that's required to play tennis. um, And then, yeah, like your adults who just want to have a break from their stressful corporate lawyer jobs, they just want to come out for a bit of cardio tennis, a bit of a hit. So I'm doing everything ranging from little kids right up to adults. And, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I'm doing that more for the love of the sport. not It's not for the money. Um, of course. I absolutely love the game. So I wanted to give back and – and um, do something that I enjoy, and I just love tennis coaching. So, comedy and coaching, it's a good lifestyle, so I'm pretty happy to do those
0: things at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know, but I also played tennis as a junior, and uh, I also did try to do an impersonation of Roger Federer. Oh,
1: good. I can't do Uh, that, so I'd love to hear that one.
0: Well, I can't do it either because I have not won (laughs) a Grand Slam either. So, uh, I was trying to impersonate him, you know, lifting up a trophy, you know, the Wimbledon trophy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. (laughs) close mate. never got close yeah uh, as have I. i've
2: also tried
0: that yeah I've, so i reckon you you're a lot better than me because i've you know you know you're you're coaching professionals you know so um i know people know that you coach tennis uh tennis sangren yeah i had, I had a bit that- to do with tennis
1: sangren yeah. and yeah. um yeah no he's he's a guy that i've known for a very long time and i sort of he actually used to stay with me when he was coming through qualifying and um Really battling his way up the ranks as a bit of a genuine player, but he solidified himself as a top 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 player now, and he's really improved a lot, I think, over the years. So tennis is a guy that I've known for a long time, and I know him to be a really good guy, and um, he's a hard worker. Um, yeah, and, uh,
0: yeah. I like his style. He's very aggressive, you know. Hits yeah. the ball very
1: hard. Yeah, he does, and I think his um his his mentality and his and his fitness is what I've noticed that has improved the most in his game over the years. Like when he first started coming down to Australia and staying with me, he was always a very talented player. He had things that he could work on that he's obviously gotten better over time in terms of his actual um, technical side of things. But in terms of his physicality, he's gotten so strong and so fit. I mean, I think he's one of the strongest guys on tour, no bias. He's absolutely... In in, in terms of
0: strength? Yeah, in terms of strength,
1: like he's, um, you know, I've seen him, um, just hitting hitting up without his shirt on and the guys just jacked, you know what I mean? Like jacked. So
2: well, um,
0: Good for tennis though, like being like, uh, you know, having too much muscle because, you know, with tennis it's all technique and mobility. I know I could be yeah. wrong obviously because I've noticed a lot of the, the professionals um, or over time, their arms aren't that big, you know. They're, 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 they prefer, I don't know, a bit lanky I guess.
1: Yeah, I think tennis has changed over time. I think I was having this discussion with a coach friend of mine the other day. I think it's it's interesting how, like, back in the day, I think when you had, like, the Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, um, you know, that kind of era, mm. a lot of the guys were, were able to come into the net more. and uh, Yes. You know, change, the, the game I style take, was yeah. different. And now I feel it's more... Um, you know, counter-punching, like, who can be the best defender? And you look at guys like Novak Djokovic, Andy Murray. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, some of the other guys coming through, like Medvedev, Pass. Those guys are unbelievable on defense. And I think that's the way that tennis is evolving. These big guys that can hit through the court. It's almost yeah. impossible to hit through these guys. So now I think you're seeing a lot more guys in the top 10, top 20 who are 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". It's really difficult to be a small guy and and actually crack the top 20 unless you are an absolute freak, like a Roger Federer or it, something.
0: It's funny how much uh, defence has come into professional sports, you know, and it's crept into AFL, you know, which is you – it know, makes the game boring to me, you know, but it, – it, yeah, would you agree?
1: Or oh, I absolutely agree 100%. I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think that's why I really enjoy watching players, um, especially in, in tennis. I agree with your AFL observation as well. But in terms of tennis, I really enjoy watching guys like Dan Evans, a guy who has a really nice yeah. slice back end, comes into the net a lot. Yeah. I love watching Roger Federer. Federer is my favourite player just because he's got that all-court game um, just guys that change it up because as much as it is enjoyable watching someone like Rafa Nadal rip the ball from behind the baseline, oh, yeah. he's obviously a great player, great champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's good to see guys that have that variety in their game that are able to change things up and come in and hit the occasional drop shot. Like um, I really like Lorenzo Mazzetti. I don't know if you've seen him play. The- yeah, game. I have seen him, yeah. Yeah, up-and-coming up Italian guy. Guys like that is, is what I want for the sport. I want to see guys that have, you know – Freakish hands, good feel, good touch, no shots, no two shots are the same. You know what I mean? That that makes the sport exciting for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, in tennis, it's great to, to see the defense. Yeah. They're hustling you know, uh, left to right, you know, back and forth, yeah. and every ball, you know, and it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: ideally you want a bit of fire and ice, like a Bjorn Borg, John McEnroe, like a Roger Federer, yeah, and Adal, You know what I mean? That's like yeah, the yeah, ideal yeah. matchup because the <laughs> contrasting game styles are completely different. Um,
0: now, so I don't know if you had you know, seen a lot of John McEnroe, but uh, I'm sure have. you have.
1: Right. What a
0: what a, what a freak! What a natural! You know, the the is um, I
1: don't know if your listeners will. Uh, check this out if 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 i've got time after this but i didn't i did a rafael nadal um thing it's on my youtube channel with john McEnroe. i actually went to the us open with um my mate Thanasi Kokonakis yes i did i did a a thing with john McEnroe. i got to meet him and um he was actually a hell hell of a guy um he was he was very hard to crack i um i got a smile out of him while i was doing the (laughs) rafa nadal impersonation but aside from that he was uh you didn't give me much. You gave me a bit of donuts, Big John. He, uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: I think he's half German as well. So I think, the you know, the Germans don't quite get uh, comedy or...
3: Yeah, like, I think it's just a, a bit, bit different. The,
1: the sense of humour, I think, in the States is is quite different to what we're accustomed to here in Australia and in the UK.
0: Yeah, yeah it takes a lot for them to laugh. But um, uh, I know that Do um, you're also mates with Nick Kuros. Yeah, yeah, Nick I've known for a long time as well. Sorry?
1: how's he going? Oh, he's going all right. I think um he's uh, obviously very versatile in the way that I think he's realized now he's such a big star. He's able to make so much money off the court. I think yeah. uh, there was a statistic. I'm good friends yeah. with his manager and his manager was mentioning a stat yeah. of something along the uh, to the effect of I think there's it goes in terms of marketing and like marketable players. It's literally like Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, and Nick Kyrgios slots in at like number four. So,
2: oh,
0: mate, yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of tennis, Elliot. And let me tell you, this guy, um, he disappoints me a lot of the times because he's got all the shots. He's unstoppable. You know, he's served, you he can't break it. He's just so much talent. And I know it's been said a lot, and and want sound like a broken record, but you know, if you applied a, a little bit more, obviously, but you know, it's up to him. Obviously, he doesn't want to. So, yeah. Look, I think um,
1: it's um it's hard for me to to speak on behalf of him, but for briefly, from what I've observed and like through our friendship, like I agree with you one hundred percent. Like he's probably the most talented tennis player. I've ever witnessed in terms of yeah, yeah. Talent. Oh, um, um,
0: oh yeah absolutely like
1: I mean there's there's a thing that I, I'll never forget I remember uh, I, um, I've shared the court with him a couple of times just in practice and it's like sort of an experience you never forget but I went out um, at Melbourne Park with him during a practice and I um, stood on the service line. and I was serving balls at him as hard as I possibly could. <laughs> and he yep. was standing He was standing in the service box, half volleying my serves for winners. And he was get doing out it yeah, again out. and again and again. And then half I said, volley oh, I want half volley winners, mate. I'm serving from the wow. service line, from the service, yeah, box, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, service yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, as hard as I can. So some of these serves are coming in 190, 200 Ks. He's standing on the service line, just half-volleying them for winners as if they're nothing. Yeah. And then I go back to the baseline. I said, serve some balls at me for five minutes. I was trying to return his first serve. You cannot read it. You do not know where he's going to go ever. You oh, really? Can't. So
0: you can't even read it, huh? Cannot I, I it read. Just I've
1: never faced a serve like that in my life. Like, you watch it on TV and you know that it, there's it, all the experts say that Nick's probably got... If not the best serve in the world, top three. Yeah, it's simple. It's
0: simple. It's simple technique. It's just throws up the
1: ball and then bang. Hundred percent. The the technique (laughs) is so simple, but it it comes down. I think his biggest asset is the way that you never know what he's going to do with the serve. I would guess, and he would go the other way. It doesn't matter. I've never faced a serve where you look at it and you think you're going to guess the right way and you can't. He just has so much variety. There's so much he can do with it and it's just frightening to face. So I stood there for five minutes, tried my absolute best to get a racket to the ball and I just couldn't do it.
0: That's uh, yeah, amazing. But I don't know if you know, but um, I don't know how you return serve or, but John McEnroe had a, 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 a technique. I don't know if you've heard of his technique. Do you know what it was? No,
1: I'm not sure and enlighten me on this one.
0: Yeah, what, what he did was he, he said that he never looked at the ball toss or the tennis or the player. He looked at the service box. Interesting. Yeah, now I find that still difficult to do. You know, he says that he just looked in the service box. And then, because I'm thinking, well, if you're looking in the service box, you, you just haven't had time to react. But that's what he said. Yeah, that's a really interesting and, uh, thing to say. Yeah, I, uh, I mean...
1: I heard something else very similar. Uh, not in terms of, but if we're talking about returning serves and tricks, there's a really interesting story. I don't know if you've seen this, but if you heard the, about Andre Agassi and Boris Yeah, Becker, the like, tongue, like, like, yeah, the yeah. tongue,
3: yeah, yeah. Andre yeah. <laughs> Agassi
1: used to look at the way that Boris Becker's tongue would. Which way it would go, and then he would yeah. literally follow the the direction of the tongue, and he would always make contact with the ball. And Boris had no idea until Andre told him what, like twenty years later in a yeah, he up. did, and he yeah. freaked out. Yeah, it was
0: in his book. I read the book, but uh, I'm thinking uh, Boris must have had a long tongue to you know distinguish yeah. left or <laughs> right. You yeah, know, like a lizard. <laughs> oh, I think
1: so. I think so. Yeah, I've, I've uh, yeah, I've, I've met Boris. He um, he didn't take too kindly to me. I don't think big. Boris. Oh, right. Oh, mate, I was at a I was at the Australian Open Players Party in 2015, yeah. and uh, I was sitting around there with some of my mates, and Novak and Boris walk in, and I couldn't believe oh. it, and um, I, I made a beeline for him, because like, everyone yeah. sort of walked over, and yeah, Novak yeah. walked in, you know, chest tie. you know how he is. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's walking around, he's
4: like, hello, peasants, hello, proletariats. it's good for you to be in my presence. You can see my bravado, you can feel it vibrate through your little peasant bodies.
1: You know, he's just walking around. And yeah. I walked up I walked up to Novak, I said, hey, Novak, can I get a photo? And Boris saying, no, no, no. And then I said, oh, well, oh Boris, really? yes, yeah, so, Boris, can oh, I get a photo Boris, with you? I looked at Boris, eyeballed him, said, Boris, can I get a photo with you? Like, just so hopeful. And Boris looked at me and he
2: said... No, no, shoo, 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 and ushered me away with his hand like some sort of fly. And then uh, I thought, well,
1: um,
0: well, you're a shocking (laughs) bloke. Have you – you haven't done an impersonation of Boris at all, have you? Or? I
1: haven't. That's what I, that's what I thought that's was bizarre. the weird part. I thought, like, maybe he would have taken umbrage to the fact that I'd impersonated maybe understandable. But, you know, I hadn't even done an impersonation of him. So I thought, oh, come on, Boris, you know, cut me Yeah, stuff.
0: that's that's bad. So maybe yeah. he does that with everyone. Who knows? Who knows? You know, yeah. but, but uh, French Open's coming up. Yep. Who, obviously, Nadal, can anyone beat him? I know Tsitsipas is flying on clay Yeah, look,
1: I think Sitsipas, um, Obviously team is a really great clay quarter I know his form hasn't been as great as of late But you can't write him out yep. um, But you look, I, I mean If I'm just going off the stats and, and, and what the man can do on clay It's very difficult to go past <laughs> Nadal I mean, what Nadal <laughs> yeah. did to Novak In that final <laughs> of the French Open last year Was just yes. unbelievable like, Yes, I oh, know the way that he just dismantled him in straight sets, and Novak is a hell of a player, you know, it was um, it was just ridiculous to, to witness. I, I couldn't believe that he actually bagled him in one of the sets. I believe the first
0: yeah, set was yeah. six lovers. Yeah. I couldn't believe yeah, I was sitting sl- there watching got it. out of the blocks, shot. yeah. And yeah. to do that on Clay as well, because Clay is a very uh, sort of, um, what's it, like a slog fest on the Clay, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, lot of runs, um, you know, and just to wipe him off the court in the, the first set was uh, astonishing. Oh, mate, he's a beast. Uh, he's an absolute beast.
1: And so I just I just don't know. It's going to be a pretty interesting French Open in terms of depth. But I think, like, in terms of outright champions, it's, it's Nadal's trophy. They may as well stencil his name on the, on the trophy right now, I reckon.
0: Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, look, I mean, no doubt. But I think, you know, he's getting a little bit older. I don't, Anything can happen, I think. I mean, you know, you called me crazy, yeah? But uh, who knows? Because... To me, Novak Djokovic is the most mentally toughest player I've ever seen in tennis. Yeah, it it pains me to say it. It pains me to say it because, look, I think...
1: You're not a fan of Novak? I'm not a massive fan of Novak, but okay. I mean, in terms of, his, in, in, terms of yeah. in terms of, look, just because I've, I've, I've had a bit to do with him, I've heard All right, a lot of things about yeah, him. Cool. All right. like, yeah, like sure. enough. Yeah, sure. Like, just in terms of the way that he carries himself off the court, but yep. in terms of the way that he is on the court, yep. I can't yep. take anything away from the guy. He's an absolute champion in terms yep. of his yep. tennis, like pure yep. tennis. I've got the utmost respect for what he's done. I've got the utmost respect for him in terms of his actual pure tennis ability. Yeah, you would have to. Yeah. I know what right. I mean, you're yeah. so, It pains yeah. me because I'm a Roger Federer fan. Like I want Federer yep. to go down as the greatest in history, but I just have a feeling that, you know, these guys, Novak and Rafa, they're going to, they're going to eclipse him in the grand slam tally. And then I think the yes. conversation's going to shift a little bit. It's going to be hard to say, well, Roger was the greatest when you're looking at Nadal and, you know, Novak with potentially 25 26 slams at the end of their career, you never know how many mm. slams they might accumulate by the time they retire. So, but, but it's but, going to be very
0: interesting. Uh, you know, obviously, Federer, the, you know, one of the greatest, of course. Um, but I find him boring, interesting. I
1: I, ha- I haven't, um, I haven't heard that before, but I suppose, look, everyone's different. I think maybe I'm a, I I'm I would consider myself to be like a real tennis purist. I love that yes. classical style. So, like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I find that really. Um, just engaging to watch, just the way that he hits the ball. Like, he's just such a clean, pure ball striker. You know, I love I love his classical one-handed backhand. I love his... Oh, you know, yeah, I'm not saying... His net play, his volleys. You know, that's, that's the kind of... That's the reason I love watching him play, just because I feel like it's like... It's just watching a really well-rounded, uh, yeah. almost like a conductor orchestrating. Or <laughs> yeah, you know correct. what I mean? Like, he's just yeah, yeah, a really yeah. smooth kind of...
0: Operate, yeah, you're, like a, like a, you're like an opera fan going to the tennis, yeah.
1: You're, that's you're right. like still that on the tennis, that, yeah. That, that, yeah, brand of tennis.
0: and also, yeah, yeah. I've
1: met Roger briefly, and he was the biggest gentleman I've ever met. And I think, like, that's there's no doubt that's about that, that. yeah. I, test I've test met him, name
0: but name. he looks like, yeah, I reckon he would be, you know. But, um, yeah, just quickly with uh, Tsitsipas, um, uh, a lot of there's a lot of talk about his backhand. I find it very, I don't know, I, I think he's too upright on it.
1: Yeah, look, I think, um, I know he's done a lot of work with Patrick Maratoglu, Yeah, and yeah. Um, him and Patrick obviously have worked a lot in terms of the drilling and the technical aspects and tactical stuff. Um, obviously, yeah, I actually watched a lot of sit pass play because Thenasi Kokonakis is one of my best mates, and I watched him courtside in that five-set match he played at the start of oh, the Open. Against yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so Kokonakis played Sitzer Pass first round, and I was caught I was second round, I was qualified yeah. side for that. <laughs> best of five sets. I was sitting right there. Um, and um, you know, like it was it was really Thanasi had him, you know, six four in the fifth set and four all in the fifth. And I, I I watched that. Um Sitzer pass was very, very impressive. G can hit a good ball, but I think in terms of his playing ability, he's one of the best in the world. But I was surprised to see how much he struggled under when Thanasi P- put pressure on him in these in those big mm-hmm. moments in the tie breaks and stuff, and he was on his serve. He got the yips on his serve like I've never seen.
0: Uh, Tsitsipas.
1: yes, yeah, Tsitsipas. So I think, I yeah. don't know if he's worked on that. I don't know how he has, he has, he's worked he has
0: his work on it. And there's two things. Well, one of the things when he started, and you know, me being Greek, you know, with my Greek back, background, we've hardly had any look. You know, we have we've had Greek play, tennis players like oh, Mark did a did a Bagdadis, lot. Baghdatis, yeah, yeah, and all that. But yeah. but this is supposed to be like Greek, you know. And yeah, I remember watching. I can't remember what it was when he first started. You know, on on the pro circuit, and he was playing and he was shanking a lot of the balls, and they were hitting the back fence. And I stopped watching. I go, "Isn't that this guy's not going to win?" You know. And I look yeah. on the internet after, and he's won the match. I'm thinking, "Oh my, how did he win that match?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" You know. So. To me, I think he's mentally strong. Oh, I
1: I have 100% agree. I think Sitsipas is, uh, and especially for his age, you've got to tip your hat to him. He's very yeah. mentally strong. And I think as he progresses, he's only going to become more of a beast. I think for him, it's going to be a confidence thing. I think when he can accumulate that one slam under his belt and just re- alleviate some of that pressure, I think he's going to be a multiple slam champion. I think it's just, um, you know, he's got to, he's got to work towards just making sure he gets that one slam under his name, I
0: yeah, the the load off his shoulders and yeah, yeah he's like, got his parents as well, you know.
1: Yeah, his dad seems
0: alright, you know. He doesn't seem like a pushy coach.
1: No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about it. It's hard for me to yeah. comment. But like, I mean, I've, I've I've been in the inner sanctum of all the players in terms of like when I'm at the Oz Open every year, I get those back sort of backstage passes where yeah, I'm, you know, coaching sangs or so I'm I'm right there and I can see them hanging out with their entourage and who they sit with and who they talk to and I really soak it up and. Obviously, yeah, I, I saw Sisopas is obviously very close with his brother and his dad. Like when I was there this earlier this year, they would they would just join at the hip. I never saw them separated. And Meritoglu yeah. also, it's just although uh, they were always together, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think it's more of a focus for him. They're on a mission, you know. They're they're trying to achieve something. They're they're, they're scared that he might blow his talent. Um, you, you know, I know there was a lot of times that he was hanging out with Kyrios, um, and I can see him sort of starting to. Get a bit more, you know, uh, looser on the court, you know, in terms of not taking it serious. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but yeah,
3: yeah,
1: I'm not sure. I guess, um, you know, I guess for for a lot of these guys, I think they're they're making so much money and they become such big stars so quick. you know, I think the hardest thing is would be the, the amount of women that throw themselves at these guys. It would be really difficult to maintain focus and composure. Like, oh, I know, yeah, if I for was sure. uh,
0: pass shoes or if I oh, was Curious' shoes, exactly. I don't know
1: how, how I would even <laughs> – I don't know how yeah, I would stay yeah. focused, mate. Like, yeah. you
0: know, These days it's like, um, uh, you, you know, you don't need to win a Grand Slam to date a supermodel, you know.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think Kyrgios yeah. has
0: proved that. I mean, in terms of, oh yeah.
1: he hasn't he hasn't gone progressed past a quarterfinal. I don't think at a grand slam. But in terms of his marketability, he's just yeah. so marketable, and and, and his yeah. box office. No matter when he plays a match, oh. you just you have to watch him. You know, you never yeah, know because who's you don't gonna know. Play. Yeah. You know the best, most inspiring tennis you've ever seen, or he's going to go out there, snap three rackets, and launch a ball at the umpire, a, and impressive. hit, and yeah, and hit a chair umpire. All yeah, yes. you never know what's um, going to happen. <laughs> I think that's just, you know, he's, yeah. he's almost he's almost a comedian in a way. Like when I hang out with him, he's one of the funniest blokes I know. He, I have, oh, he I'm has sure. stitches.
0: Yeah, um, I'm sure he'd be funny. Um, but uh, uh, just quickly, uh, I want to, I want you to give me your tips for the French Open, but yeah. I'm going to ask the players, and I'm just hoping. You can throw a few of the impersonations. So if, I'll ask Novak Djokovic who he thinks will win the French Open in the mens.
4: Okay, you know Jimmy, I uh, <laughs> it's very difficult for me to to answer that question with uh, you know with humility because uh, it's obviously going to be me. <laughs> you yeah, know, and I, I, uh, sorry, Jimmy, say again. Are you that confident? You know, it's hard not to be confident when you are the pride of Serbia. You know, I am uh, obviously the best tennis player in the world currently, and uh, my backhand and my forehand <laughs> are truly tremendous. And, uh, you know, I have won many times, many titles, and I'm yet to win a French Open crown. But, uh, you know, for me, it doesn't matter because I am a freak. So, you know.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Did you ask me to a
2: ah, uh, yeah, you know, ah, uh, what's going on, Jimmy, bro? Honestly, bro, like, I don't even know if I'm going to play it, bro. Like, I can't even be fucked, bro.
0: Come on, Nick. you got to do it for the Greek Australians, mate. You know? Bro, I
2: know, bro. But, like, bro, like, I just want to play Call of Duty and Counter-Strike, bro, and play video games, bro. Like, honestly, bro, like, Fair basketball's enough. better than tennis, bro. Like, I know I've got a lot of talent. I know I'm a sick player, but, like, honestly, bro, like, I'd rather just, like, <laughs> hang out and play Call of Duty to be quite honest, bro. Yeah well, um, well,
0: what? Uh, is Andy Murray. Hey, who do you think will
2: win? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's obviously very difficult for me to talk about that in terms of my game because my game my game has been a little bit hard. Because I've been, I'm sorry, Jenny, I'm just a little bit you've, you've a got, little got
0: the back, emotional. yeah, the back injury. Yeah, I've had that. A Jimmy, i
2: I just want to play again.
0: Uh. I'm sure. I'm sure you recover. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, it'd be good to see you out there, Andy. You know.
2: Uh yeah, Jim. I'd love to play, but I think you know, in terms of the champion, I. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Rafa. You know, he's a great player, has a great mentality, and I think he's going to go out there and, and win, win the whole title. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And also, I want to ask Jim Courier, who's his tip for the French Open?
1: Well, let me first start by saying, <laughs> wow, never thought you'd ask that, Jim. And I just want to say, you've got a great name, but there can only be one Jim, baby, and that's Jim Courier. Come on. <laughs> Okay. So first things first, I got to tell yep. you right now, there's some unbelievable players in the French Open drawer. Lorenzo Musetti, he's a very talented yep. Italian player. I don't think he's got the firepower. <laughs> then you've got Alcatraz, the young Spaniard coming through. He's an unbelievable ball striker. There's some huge, unbelievable, ominous talents lurking in the draw, but I think you just can't go past Rafael Nadal. I mean, he is a champion. He's the greatest of all time on clay, and... I'd put my my trust fund on the fact that he's going to win this title. Come on. Come on, baby. Jim Courier right now. Yeah.
0: No chance of him losing? I would say
1: that there's absolutely zero chance of Rafael Nadal losing, and that's a Jim Courier promise, baby. Come on.
0: Yeah, come on. And and, and who do you think he will play in the final? Will it be Titipas or Novak? Honestly, I'd
1: like it to be Roger Federer, but I think Roger on the clay, he's got to get himself prime for Wimbledon. I think it's going to be Novak Djokovic, and I think Rafael Nadal is going to win that final in four very tight but competitive sets, but Rafa is going to come out on top.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Well, of course, I have to ask the man himself, Nadal, Rafa. Who do you think is going to win the French?
3: (laughs) Hello, Jimmy. (laughs) I'm very happy to be here. Well, you oh, know, for era. me, very difficult, very difficult for me to answer that question because, you know, I am very humble. I am, have very much humility. But, you know, for me, very difficult to not say myself. You know, I... Yeah, do you think I, the bottles of water will play a part where you put them? That's well, I sure. have many, many bottles. Obviously, the superstition <laughs> play a big part. Maybe I put a little bit of vodka in there, make a little bit of a handicap for myself, a bit of tequila yeah. in the bottle. But for me, you know... I'm going gonna, gonna to win, no matter what I do. You know, I could put LSD in my kneecap. I could put tequila in a bottle. i still going to chop everybody on the clay. No problem for me, you know.
0: No chance, huh? Look, no chance of losing.
3: Well, you know, I don't want to toot my own trumpet, you know, Jimmy. But Yeah, sure. I, uh, and you'll for 14? 14? Well, for me, I think if I win this Grand Slam title, I'm going to have more Grand Slams than any other player in the history of the sport.
0: Yes, of course. I'm gonna
3: have more Grand Slams than Roger Federer, so I'm gonna be (laughs) be maybe the greatest, maybe the greatest. You know,
0: Um, I'm sure. Yeah, well, you are one of my, you know, been one of my favorites to watch. You know, absolute superstar, and I think you'll succeed again.
3: Well, thank you, Jimmy. I'm very happy to hear this. You know, I think I am a superstar as well, and (laughs) I'm gonna try my best to to win the championship. It's gonna be good for me. Yeah.
0: No worries. Well, all the best, huh? Hey, thanks, Elliot. Thanks for coming on, man. That was great. No, no thanks, Jimmy. Good to talk tennis.
1: I love tennis, mate. Love talking tennis.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I I initially played 40 as a kid, and then I came home with a black eye. And um, my dad said, You're never going to play that sport again. And I go, Well, what sport am I going to play? And he goes, Tennis, because he used to watch tennis with his uh, mates. And it's funny that, because my dad's Greek, you know, and how many Greek. Uh, dads used to watch tennis, you know, so. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Uh, they grew- how you know, how they grew far did up- you
1: progress with your tennis? Did you go pretty far? Uh, or-
0: nah, man. I, I, it just, uh, grade four tennis. That's, that's where I went. That's yeah, not, not that uh, good, it's man. I, it, pennant, that's tennis all right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Pennant. I played the pennant. Yeah. It yeah. was all right. Good. That's good. Um, yeah. So, and then he said tennis. I got like, tennis. And I go, what? I, I, I don't know, man. He goes, yeah, the ball's softer. Yeah, it's all right. It's safer, you know. <laughs> <Yeah. sport." laughs> well, it is. It's a great sport. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully,
1: I mean, one day, hopefully, I'll have kids and I'll probably encourage them to play. Teach them, Yeah yeah probably encourage them to play just not to not not to go all the way like you know I know it's a very difficult sport to make it in but I think in terms of if I look back on my life like tennis has given me a whole bunch of really great friendships and um given me some really great connections all over the world so I think in terms of a social connection sport you know you, you really are exposed to a wide variety of people and backgrounds and networks and yeah you, you yes. just meet a, hell of a lot of people in that sport yeah uh-huh.
0: What what do you think makes a great tennis player? Is it the team around him or the person, the individual themselves? I think
1: there's – that's a great question. I think there's obviously um, a big part of it is uh, natural aptitude. Like you – I mean, for example, I think I probably trained almost just as much as someone like Kyrgios from the age of, you know, when I first picked up a racket to 16. But if you compare our abilities at 16 – you know, he far eclipsed me mm. just because he had that innate ability. Some people just pick up a tennis racket and they just know exactly how to hit the ball and where to place it. You can't teach it. Um, but yeah. then there's obviously... The, the, I think what separates a great tennis player from a champion is just that mental fortitude and having that real mental toughness. Like you mentioned Novak Djokovic earlier with his mentality. That's the mentality you need. You have to be an absolute beast out there on the court. You, you can't really feel any... Um, sympathy or empathy for your opponent—you've got to go out there with a killer instinct and absolutely destroy yeah. these guys. It, it, you know, it's um like Andre Agassi used to say—it's basically boxing from how many feet away from the net. He he said, but I'm not really sure how far away from the net it is. But you know, it's basically boxing. You're really, you really, you, it's a gladiatorial sport. You, you're trying to kill the yeah. other guy, so um, you know. And guy, do you
0: think the 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 mental side of it? can develop into the player or you think they naturally have the mental toughness?
1: I think I think uh, absolutely. I mean, I think Roger Federer is a really good testament to that. I th- he, he mentions a story. I know it's a famous story of when he was younger, he had a really shocking temper and um, used to absolutely crack it all the time. Mm. He used to throw his racket around, like the worst temper you'd ever see. And then his dad, um, as, as a former discipline action, one day said, Right, if you're going to carry on like that, I'm going to take your rackets. You're not able to play tennis <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> he took his rackets away from him. And then that enabled Federer to completely change as a player. He said, Right, well, I don't want that to happen. I love the sports. So yeah, much right. He, he loves it. Yeah. Himself. And you look at Roger yep. now, and he's probably the most well behaved guy. On court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toilet. Well managed. So,
0: yeah. yeah, And that's why he has the respect as well, you know? Yeah, I um, think
1: so. And I think, yeah, just being a genuinely great guy off the court too, like he gives
0: everyone a time of day. Yeah, I don't want to keep you too long, but two things I want to ask you since I have you on. Um, yeah. Like you said, you've got to be uh, ruthless on the court, you know. Um, what do you think of when you hit a, the net, you know, in a rally and the ball drops short and the tennis player apologizes? What do you think of that? Should they cut that out from now on or
1: oh, look? I mean, I think uh, I think it depends, you know. I, I mean, I, I would always apologize, like I said. Like, I think there's certain things that, like, just certain tennis etiquette. That yeah, should yeah. Be, it's an should, etiquette. Yeah, no, like, no, I know, you no, know no. I know. I would always apologize, but then again, you, you get guys like um, Kyrgios, for example, at Wimbledon, a different set of circumstances, but he drilled the ball at Raffer and didn't, and no, yeah, he did. Yes, there. yeah, no, yeah, that's um, that, and that, that, that's yeah that was probably more from dramatic effect and just to, just yeah. to get a bit of publicity and stuff and just yeah. like, you know, make it's probably his sort of twisted sense of humor in a way. But, you know, I think that's, um that's, I because I know Nick, I found that <laughs> hilarious, but you know, yeah, well, a lot of people would find that. I didn't, like yeah, I didn't like so. it. Yeah,
0: no, I did. yeah. I didn't like it. Um, yeah. I didn't like it. And the last thing I, I heard Patrick uh, Moritoglu talking about, I don't know which tournament it is. I don't know if it's for younger, the younger generation, but they're thinking of doing one serve only and if you heard that yeah
1: i have i have heard that it's probably good i think it depends um, never... look i mean if big aces? no look I, mean, I think in terms of like a professional tournament i probably wouldn't wouldn't yeah right yep. wouldn't be t- but i mean it would sort of make tennis more interesting because there are a lot of guys yeah. out yeah. there with with massive serves and i feel like the serves are probably the things that are progressing the most in terms of you know so many mo- okay. so much yep. more yep. tall guys in the sport sure. it would enable a lot more rallies and a lot more yes. um, chess type tennis where players have to think their way through the points and don't just rely on these huge serves to make their way through. So I think from a viewer perspective, it might make it a little bit more exciting and maybe a bit more engaging, um, easier to follow for someone who's not a tennis purist like us. But I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see um, how it works. I'd I'd like to see it
0: put into effect, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, thanks, Elliot. Thanks for coming on. And for the listeners, um, I guess you have a website and a Facebook page where they can – jump on oh uh, yeah
1: absolutely yeah so yep. i'm just on facebook and instagram and youtube um, yeah sure you just look me up it's just elliot loney or elliot yep. underscore loney um l-o-n-e-y elliot with one t as well A E double oh is it oh, okay all
0: right yeah yeah <laughs> no worries <laughs> well yeah. yeah thanks again for coming on it's been a pleasure okay
1: no no worries thanks jimmy Lots no it's
0: all thanks, the best man. with it cheers, cheers see you right.
1: Right. Bye. thanks brother bye, bye.
0: Okay, welcome to another episode of the Gerald Matos podcast. And uh, tonight's episode, I'm speaking to comedian, very funny guy, Elliot Loney. How are you, Elliot? Good, mate. How are
1: you? Are we live? We're live Yeah, we're right? live,
0: mate. Yeah, live <laughs> and exclusive.
1: Yeah, okay. There you <laughs> go, Air mate.
0: technology. Sorry, there. I should have uh, been there for the picture. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, must have thought, this guy's talking to himself. He thinks he's got a Tonight Show already, you know. What's going oh, on? Mate, it's Look hilarious, yeah, how, how you been? Yeah, mate,
1: very well, very well. I reckon the last time I saw you was um, was it maybe at the Comics Lounge. When was the last time I saw you? I'm trying to think of the last time I bumped into you.
0: I think the last time was at a comedy venue in uh, Brunswick. Oh, that's right. Bunny at the Brunny. Bunny at the Brunny, yeah, that's oh, right. Cool. Hell of a place. Yeah, yeah. Like... yeah it's a good uh, room. Now they've moved it down
1: the road. I don't know if you've been. I have. I actually, it's a, it's a bit smaller now, but it's more intimate, and it still gets a pretty good turnout, from what I remember.
0: Yeah, it's a well, it's a small room, so any turnout would look good. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah, so um, yeah, so how you been? You're you, you um, you're doing the stand up, yeah?
1: Yeah, look, I I'm doing more like corporate stuff. i seem to have found my niche, just doing mostly impersonation based comedy because. You know, I'm probably the only one that does it. So I'm not really competing with too many others, which means there's like, you know, a real niche for me to do that. So I've been doing mostly corporates doing like 20 minutes or 30 minutes worth of impersonations, usually with an MC where they ask me questions and I cycle through different characters um, with yeah. different wigs and and sort of take the piss out of the uh, CEO or the CFO or whoever's there. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's been quite quite good for me to do that Um you know, obviously, some months, months are busy, busier than others, which is why I'm doing tennis coaching as well as a job. That's right. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Now, Sorry to cut you there. I just have to explain to the listeners uh, that uh, they may have seen you on a few of the TV shows, especially the Today Show during the tennis. Uh, you're the guy that does those great impersonations of the great tennis players.
1: Yeah, I do um, do a lot of impersonations and I think, yeah, the, the tennis players are probably some of my favourite ones to do purely because uh, yeah, I grew up playing so much of the sport, um, tennis. So they, um, yeah, they're, they're very fun
0: for me to do and I've so, had a lot so, of fun doing it. I was open. It'd be easy, yeah. And plus, I, I know that uh, you do the tennis coaching. Who are you currently coaching at the moment?
1: Oh, mostly juniors, like young kids right through to like yep. adults. Um, you know, from your really elite juniors to your to really fundamental players, four-year-old kids, just starting out learning the very fine motor skills that's required to play tennis. um, And then, yeah, like your adults who just want to have a break from their stressful corporate lawyer jobs. They just want to come out for a bit of cardio tennis, a bit of a hit. So I'm doing everything ranging from little kids right up to adults. And, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I'm doing that more for the love of the sport. not It's not for the money. Um, of course. I absolutely love the game. So I wanted to give back and – and um, do something that I enjoy, and I just love tennis coaching. So comedy and coaching—it's a good lifestyle. So I'm pretty happy. To I'm sure.
0: Those things at the moment, yeah. Yeah. Well, now I don't know if you know, but I also played tennis as a junior, and uh, I also did try to do an impersonation of Roger Federer. Oh,
1: good. I can't do yeah. that, so I'd love to hear that one.
0: Well, I can't do it either because I have not won <laughs> a Grand Slam either. So uh, I was trying to impersonate him, you know, lifting up a trophy, you know, the Wimbledon trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> close mate. never got close yeah uh, as have I. i've also tried that yeah I've, so i reckon you you're a lot better than me because i've you know you know you're you're coaching professionals you know so um i know people know that you coach tennis uh, tennis sangren yeah i had, had a
1: bit that... to do with tennis sangren yeah. and um yeah no he's he's a guy that i've known for a very long time and i sort of he actually used to stay with me when he was coming through qualifying and um really battling his way up the ranks as a bit of a genuine player, but he's solidified himself as a top, top top player now. And he's really improved a lot, I think, over the years. So tennis is a guy that I've known for a long time. and I know him to be a really good guy, and um, he's a hard worker. Um, yeah. And, uh,
0: yeah. I like his style. He's very aggressive, you know? Hits the yeah. Ball very
1: hard. Yeah, he does. And I think his, um, his, his mentality and his, and his fitness is what I've noticed that has improved the most in his game over the years. Like when he first started coming down to Australia and staying with me, he was always a very talented player. He had things that he could work on that he's obviously gotten better over time in terms of his actual um, technical side of things. But in terms of his physicality, he's gotten so strong and so fit. I mean, I think he's one of the strongest guys on tour, no bias. He's absolutely... In in, in terms of strength? Yeah, in terms of strength, like he's, um, you know, I've seen him, um, just hitting hitting up without his shirt on and the guys just jacked, you know what I mean? Like jacked. So
2: well, um,
0: Good for tennis though, like being like, uh, you know, having too much muscle because, you know, with tennis it's all technique and mobility. I know I could be yeah. wrong obviously because I've noticed a lot of the, the professionals um, or over time, their arms aren't that big, you know. They're, 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 they prefer, I don't know, a bit lanky I guess.
1: Yeah, I think tennis has changed over time. I think I was having this discussion with a coach friend of mine the other day. I think it's it's interesting how, like, back in the day, I think when you had, like, the Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, um, you know, that kind of era, mm. a lot of the guys were, were able to come into the net more and uh, yes, yeah. you know, change the, the game I style take, was yeah. different. And now I feel it's more... Um, you know, counter-punching, like, who can be the best defender? And you look at guys like Novak Djokovic, Andy Murray. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, um,
1: yeah. You know, some of the other guys coming through, like Medvedev, Pass. Those guys are unbelievable on defense. And I think that's the way that tennis is evolving. These big guys that can hit through the court. It's almost yeah. impossible to hit through these guys. So now I think you're seeing a lot more guys in the top 10, top 20 who are 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". It's really difficult to be a small guy and and actually crack the top 20 unless you are an absolute freak, like a Roger
0: Federer it, or something. It's funny how much uh, defence has come into professional sports, you know, and it's crept into AFL, you know, which is you know, makes the game boring to me, you know, but... It, it, yeah, would you agree?
1: Or oh, I absolutely agree 100%. I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think that's why I really enjoy watching players, um, especially in, in tennis. I agree with your AFL observation as well. But in terms of tennis, I really enjoy watching guys like Dan Evans, a guy who has a really nice yeah. slice back end, comes into the net a lot. Yeah. I love watching Roger Federer. Federer is my favourite player just because he's got that all-court game um, just guys that change it up because as much as it is enjoyable watching someone like Rafa Nadal rip the ball from behind the baseline, oh, yeah. he's obviously a great player, great yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's good to see guys that have that variety in their game that are able to change things up and come in and hit the occasional drop shot. Like um, I really like Lorenzo Mazzetti. I don't know if you've seen him play. That yeah, game. I have seen him, yeah. Yeah, up-and-coming up Italian guy. Guys like that is, is what I want for the sport. I want to see guys that have, you know... Freakish hands, good feel, good touch, no shots, no two shots are the same. You know what I mean? That that makes the sport exciting for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, in tennis, it's great to, to see the defense. Yeah. They're hustling you know, uh, left to right, you know, back and forth, yeah. and every ball, you know, and it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, um, ideally
1: you want a bit of fire and ice, like a Bjorn Borg, John McEnroe, like a Roger Federer, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's like yeah, the yeah, ideal yeah. matchup because the <laughs> contrasting game styles are completely different. Um, now, so I don't know if you had yeah.
0: seen a lot of John McEnroe, but uh, I'm sure I you have. have. What, what a what a freak! What a natural! You know, the the talent is um, I
1: don't know if your listeners will. Uh, check this out if, 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 if I've got time after this, but I didn't, I did a Raphael Nadal, um, thing. It's on my YouTube channel with John McEnroe. I actually went to the U S open with, um, my mate, Kokonakis, Yes, and yes. I, did, I did a, I did a thing with John McEnroe. I got to meet him and, um, he was oh, actually really? a hell, hell of a guy. Um, he was, he was oh, yeah. very hard to crack. I, um, I got a smile out of him while I was doing <laughs> the Rafa Nadal impersonation. But aside yeah. from that, he was, uh, he didn't give me much. He gave me a bit of donuts, Big John. He, uh... <laughs>
0: yeah, I think he's half German as well. So I think the you know the Germans don't quite get uh, comedy or
1: yeah.
3: I, I think it's just a bit German different. The,
1: the sense of humour I think in the states is is quite different to what we're accustomed to here in Australia and in the UK.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it takes a lot for them to laugh. But um, uh, I know that. Do um, you also mates with Nick Kuros? Yeah, yeah, Nick. I've known for a long time as well. Sorry how's
1: he going oh he's going all right i think um he's uh, obviously very versatile in the way that i think he's realized now he's such a big star he's able to make so much money off the court i think yeah. uh, <laughs> there was a statistic i'm good friends yeah. with his manager and his manager was mentioning a stat yeah. of something along the uh, to the effect of i think there's it goes in terms of marketing and like marketable players. It's literally like Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, and Nick Kyrgios slots in at like number four. So, oh, mate,
0: yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of tennis, Elliot. And let me tell you, this guy, um, he disappoints me a lot of the times because he's got all the shots. He's unstoppable. You know, he's served, you he can't break it. He's just so much talent. And I know it's been said a lot, and and it want sound like a broken record, but you know, if you applied a, a little bit more, obviously, but you know, it's up to him. Obviously, he doesn't want to. So, yeah. Look, I think um,
1: it's um it's hard for me to to speak on behalf of him, but for briefly, from what I've observed and like through our friendship, like I agree with you one hundred percent. Like he's probably the most talented tennis player. I've ever witnessed in terms of yeah, yeah. Talent. Oh, um, oh yeah absolutely like I mean there's there's a thing that I, I'll never forget I remember uh, I, um, I've shared the court with him a couple of times just in practice and it's like sort of an experience you never forget but I went out um, at Melbourne Park with him during a practice and I um, stood on the service line. and I was serving balls at him as hard as I possibly could. <laughs> and he yep. was standing He was standing in the service box, half-volleying my serves for winners. And he was get doing out it yeah, again, and out. again and again and again. And then half I said, half-volley oh, winners. Half winners, mate. I'm serving from the wow. service line, from the service box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like as hard as I can. So, some of these serves are coming in 190, 200 Ks. He's standing on the service line, just half volleying them for winners as if they're nothing. Yeah. And then I go back to the baseline. I said, Serve some balls at me for five minutes. I was trying to return his first serve. You cannot read it. You do not know where he's going to go ever.
0: You oh, really? Can't. So, you can't even read it, huh? Cannot it read. I've
1: never faced a serve like that in my life. Like, you watch it on TV and you know that it, there's it, all the experts say that Nick's probably got. If not the best serve in the world, top
0: three. Yeah, best it's simple. In the world. It's simple. It's simple technique. Man, it's just throws up the
1: ball and bang. 100%. The, te- the technique <laughs> is so simple, but it, it comes yeah. down. I think his biggest asset is the way that you never know what he's going to do with the serve. I would guess, and he would go the other way. It doesn't matter. I've never faced a serve where you look at it and you think you're going to guess the right way and you can't. He just has so much variety. There's so much he can do with it. And it's just frightening to face. So I stood there for five minutes, tried my absolute best to get a racket to the ball and I just couldn't do it.
0: That's uh, yeah, amazing. But I don't know if you know, but um, I don't know how you return serve. Or, but John McEnroe had a, 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 a technique. I don't know if you've heard of his technique. Do you know what it was? No,
1: I'm not sure and, and light me on so, this one.
0: Yeah, what, what he did was he, he said that he never looked at the ball toss or the tennis or the player. He looked at the service box. Interesting. Yeah, now I find that still difficult to do. You know, he says that he just looked in the service box. And then, because I'm thinking, well, if you're looking in the service box, you, you just haven't had time to react. But that's what he said.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting and, uh, thing to say. Yeah, I, I, I mean... I, I heard something else very similar, uh, not in terms of – but if we're talking about returning serves and tricks, there's a really interesting story. I don't know if you've seen this, but if you heard the, about Andre Agassi and Boris yeah, Becker? The like, like, yeah, the tongue. Yeah. The tongue. Yeah, yeah. Andre yeah. <laughs> Agassi used to look at the way that Boris Becker's tongue would – which way it would go, and then he would yeah. literally follow the the direction of the tongue, and he would always make contact with the ball. And Boris had no idea until Andre told him what, like twenty years later in a yeah, he up. did, and he yeah. freaked out. Yeah, it was
0: in his book. I read the book, but uh, I'm thinking uh, Boris must have had a long tongue to you know distinguish yeah. left or right. Yeah, know, like a lizard. <laughs> oh, I think
1: so. I think so. Yeah, I've, I've uh, yeah, I've, I've met Boris. He um, he didn't take too kindly to me. I don't think big. Boris. Oh, right. Oh, mate, I was at a I was at the Australian Open Players Party in 2015, yeah. and uh, I was sitting around there with some of my mates, and Novak and Boris walk in, and I couldn't believe oh. it, and um, I, I made a beeline for him, because like, everyone yeah. sort of walked over, and yeah, Novak yeah. walked in, you know, chest tie. you know how he is. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, he's walking around, he's like, hello,
4: peasants, hello, proletariats, it's good for you to be in my presence. You can see my bravado, you can feel it vibrate through your little peasant bodies.
1: You know, he's just walking around. And yeah. I, walked up, I walked up to Novak, I said, hey, Novak, can I get a photo? And Boris saying, no, no, no. And then I said, oh, well, oh Boris, really? Yes, yeah, so, Boris, can oh, I get a photo Boris, with you? I looked at Boris, eyeballed him, said, Boris, can I get a photo with you? Like, just so hopeful. And Boris looked at me and he said...
2: No, no, shoo, 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 and ushered me away
1: with his hand like I was some sort of fly. And then uh,
2: I thought, well,
0: um, you're a shocking bloke. <laughs> Have you, have you, you haven't done an impersonation of Boris at all, have you? Or? I
1: haven't. That's what I, that's what I thought that's was bizarre. a weird part. I thought like maybe he would have taken umbrage to the fact that I'd impersonated, maybe understandable. But, you know, I hadn't even done an impersonation of him. So I thought, oh, come on, Boris, you know, cut me. Yeah, yeah
0: that's that's bad. Uh, maybe yeah. he does that with everyone. Who knows? Who knows? You know, yeah. but, but uh, French Open's coming up. Yep. Who, obviously, Nadal, can anyone beat him? I know Sitsipas is flying on clay Yeah, look, I think
1: Tsitsipas, um, obviously team is a really great clay quarter I know his form hasn't been as great as of late, but you can't ride him out yep. um, But you look, I, I mean, if I'm just going off the stats and, and, and what the man can do on clay It's very difficult to go past <laughs> Nadal I mean, what Nadal yeah. did to Novak in that final <laughs> of the French Open last year was just yes. unbelievable like, Yes, I oh, know the way that he just dismantled him in straight sets, and Novak is a hell of a player. You know, it was um, it was just ridiculous to, to witness. I, I couldn't believe that he actually bageled him in one of the sets. I believe the first yeah, set yeah. six was I yes. couldn't believe. I was There's sitting sl- there watching. It
0: out of the blocks, stuff. yeah. And yeah. to do that on clay as well, because clay is a very uh, sort of um, what's it, like a slog fest on the clay. You know, yeah, There's a lot of, yeah, lot of runs, um, you know, and just to wipe him off the court in the, the first set was uh, astonishing. Oh, mate, he's a beast.
1: Uh, he's an absolute beast. And so I just I just don't know. It's going to be a pretty interesting French Open in terms of depth. But I think, like, in terms of outright champions, it's, it's Nadal's trophy. They may as well stencil his name on the on the trophy right now, I reckon.
0: Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, look, I mean, no doubt. But I think, you know, he's getting a little bit older. I anything can happen, I think. I mean, you know, you called me crazy, yeah? But uh, who knows? Because... To me, Novak Djokovic is the most mentally toughest player I've ever seen in tennis. Yeah, it it pains me Me to say it. It pains me to say it because, look, I think...
1: You're not a fan of Novak? I'm not a massive fan of Novak, but okay. I mean, in terms of, his, in, in, terms of yeah. in terms of look, just because I've 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 had a bit to do with him, I've heard things about him. Yeah, sure. just in terms of the way that he carries himself off the court, but yep. in terms of the way that he is on the court, yep. I can't yep. take anything away from the guy. He's an absolute champion in terms yep. of his yep. tennis, like pure yep. tennis. I've got the utmost respect for what he's done. I've got the utmost respect for him in terms of his actual pure tennis ability. Yeah, you would have to. Yeah. I know what right. you're mean, I mean, yeah. so, It yeah. pains me because I'm a Roger Federer fan. Like I want Federer yep. to go down as the greatest in history, but I just have a feeling that, you know, these guys, Novak and Rafa, they're going to, they're going to eclipse him in the grand slam tally. And then I think the yes. conversation's going to shift a little bit. It's going to be hard to say, well, Roger was the greatest when you're looking at Nadal and, you know, Novak with potentially twenty five, twenty six slams at the end of their career. You never know how many mm. slams they might accumulate
0: by the time they retire. So, but, but, it's but, going to be very interesting. Uh, you know obviously Federer, you know one of the greatest, of course. Um, but I find him boring. Interesting. I I, ha-
1: I haven't um I haven't heard that before. But I suppose look, everyone's different. I think maybe I'm a I'm I would consider myself to be like a real tennis purist. I love that yes. classical style. So like yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I find that really. Um, just engaging to watch, just the way that he hits the ball. Like, he's just such a clean, pure ball striker. You know, I love I love his classical one-handed backhand. I love his...
0: Oh, you know, yeah, I'm not saying. His net play, his volleys.
1: You know, that's, that's the kind of... That's the reason I love watching him play, just because I feel like it's like... It's just watching a really well-rounded, uh, yeah. almost like a conductor orchestrating. Or <laughs> yeah, you know what that. I mean? Like, he's just yeah, yeah, a really yeah. smooth kind of
0: operate you're like a like a, you're like an opera fan going to the tennis yeah
1: you, that's you're right. like still that sort of tennis that, yeah that, that brand of tennis
0: and also yeah, yeah. I've
1: met Roger briefly and he was the biggest gentleman I've ever met and I think like there's no doubt about his. that. Yeah I have met him but he
0: looks like yeah I reckon he would be you know but um yeah just quickly with uh Tsitsipas, um uh, a lot of there's a lot of talk about his backhand I find it very I don't know I, I think he's too upright on it.
1: Yeah, look, I think um, I know he's done a lot of work with Patrick Meritoglu. Yeah, and yeah. Um, him and Patrick obviously have worked a lot in terms of the drilling and the technical aspects and tactical stuff. Um, obviously, yeah, I actually watched a lot of Sitsa Pass play because Thanasi Kokonakis is one of my best mates, and I watched him courtside in that five-set match he played at the start of oh, the rough. Open. Against yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so Kokonakis played Sitzer Pass first round, and I was caught second round I was qualified yeah. for that. <laughs> best of five sets. I was sitting right there. Um, and um, you know, like it was it was really Thanasi had him, you know, six four in the fifth set and four all in the fifth, and I, I I watched that. Um pass was very, very impressive. G can hit a good ball, but I think in terms of his playing ability, he's one of the best in the world. But I was surprised to see how much he struggled under when P- Thanasi put pressure on him in these, in those big mm-hmm. moments in the tie breaks and stuff. And he was on his serve. G- he got the yips on his serve. Like I've never seen. Uh, Tsitsipas. Yes. Yeah, Tsitsipas. So I think I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. he's worked on that. I don't know how he has. He
0: has he's worked on it. And there's two things. Well, one of the things when he started and, you know, me being Greek, you know, with my Greek back, background, we've hardly had any, look, you know we have we've had Greek play tennis players like oh, Bagdadis did it, did a lot of yeah, yeah. Bagdadis yeah. and all that, but yeah. but this is supposed like Greek, you know. And yeah, I remember watching, I can't remember what it was when he first started, you know, on, on the pro circuit and he was playing and he was shanking a lot of the balls and they were hitting the back fence. And I stopped watching, I go, Isn't that this guy's not gonna win, you know, and I look yeah. on the internet after and he's won the match. I'm thinking, Oh my, how did he win that match? I'm like, Oh my god, you know. so – to me, I think he's mentally strong. Oh, I have
1: I 100% agree. I think Tsitsipas is uh, – and especially for his age, you've got to tip your hat to him. He's very yeah. mentally strong. And I think as he progresses, he's only going to become more of a beast. I think for him, it's going to be a confidence thing. I think when he can accumulate that one slam under his belt and just re- alleviate some of that pressure, I think he's going to be a multiple slam champion. I think it's just um, – you know, he's got, to, he's got to work towards just making sure he gets that one slam – under his name,
0: I yeah, the the load off his shoulders and yeah, yeah he's like, got his parents as well, you know. Yeah, his dad yeah. Seems all right, you know. He doesn't seem like a pushy coach.
1: No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about it. It's hard for me to yeah. comment. But like, I mean, I've, I've I've been in the inner sanctum of all the players in terms of like when I'm at the Oz Open every year, I get those back sort of backstage passes where yeah, I'm, you know, coaching sangs or so I'm I'm right there and I can see them hanging out with their entourage and who they sit with and who they talk to and I really soak it up and. Obviously, yeah, I, I saw Sissopass is obviously very close with his brother and his dad. Like when I was there this earlier this year, they went they were just join at the hip. I never saw them separated. And Meritoglu, yeah. also, it's just although oh, they were I, always together. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think it's more of a focus for them. They're on a mission, you know. They're they're trying to achieve something. They're they're, they're scared that he might blow his talent. Um, you, you know, I know there was a lot of times that he was hanging out with Curios, um, and I can see him sort of starting to. Get a bit more, you know, uh, looser on the court, you know, in terms of not taking it serious. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but yeah,
1: yeah, I'm not sure. I guess, um, you know, I guess for for a lot of these guys, I think they're they're making so much money and they become such big stars so quick. you know, I think the hardest thing is would be the, the amount of women that throw themselves at these guys. It would be really difficult to maintain focus and composure. Like, oh, I know yeah, for sure. If I was sure. pass shoes,
0: or if I oh, was curious shoes, exactly. I don't
1: know how how I would even. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, focus, mate. Like
2: yeah.
0: you know, these days, it's like um, uh, you, you know, you don't need to win a grand slam to date a supermodel, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think Kyrgios has yeah. proved that. I mean, in terms of, oh yeah.
1: he hasn't he hasn't gone progressed past a quarterfinal. I don't think at a grand slam. But in terms of his marketability, he's just yeah. so marketable, and and, and his yeah. box office. No matter when he plays a match, oh. you just you have to watch him. You know, you never yeah, know because who's you don't know. Play. Yeah you know the best most inspiring tennis you've ever seen or he's going to go out there snap three rackets and launch a ball at the umpire a, and hit and a and, yeah, and hit a chair
0: umpire all Yeah, yeah. you
1: never know what's um. going
0: to happen. <laughs> I think that's just you know he's, yeah. he's yeah.
1: almost he's almost a comedian in a way. Like when I hang out with him, he's one of the funniest blokes I know. He, I have yeah oh, sure. stitches.
0: Yeah, um, I'm sure he'd be funny. Um but uh, uh, just quickly uh, I want to want you to give me your tips for the French Open, but yeah. I'm going to ask the players and I'm just hoping you can throw a few of the impersonations. So if, I'll ask Novak Djokovic who he thinks will win the French Open in the mens.
4: Okay, you know, Jimmy, I uh, <laughs> it's very difficult for me to to answer that question with uh, you know with humility because uh, it's obviously going to be me. <laughs> you yeah, know, and uh, sorry, Jimmy, say again. Are you that confident? You know, it's hard not to be confident when you are the pride of Serbia, you know, I am uh, obviously the best tennis player in the world currently and uh, my backhand and my forehand are truly tremendous and uh, you know, I have won many times, many titles and I'm yet to win a French Open crown, but uh, you know, for me, it doesn't matter because I am a freak. So, you know? oh, I'm
0: sure. Did you get a curiosity?
2: ah, uh, yeah, you know, ah, uh, what's going on, Jimmy, bro? Honestly, bro, like, I don't even know if I'm going to play it, bro. Like, I can't even be fucked, bro.
0: Come on, Nick. you got to do it for the Greek Australians,
2: mate. You know? Bro, I know, bro. But, like, bro, like, I just want to play Call of Duty and Counter-Strike, bro, and play video games, bro. Like, honestly, bro, like, Fair basketball's enough. better than tennis, bro. Like, I know I've got a lot of talent. I know mm. I'm a sick player, but, like, honestly, bro, like, I'd rather just, <laughs> like, hang out and play Call of Duty to be quite honest, bro. Yeah well, um,
0: well, what? uh is Andy Murray hey, hey, who how do
2: you think will win uh yeah i mean uh it's obviously very difficult for me to talk about that in terms of my game because my game my game has been a little bit hard because i've been i'm sorry jenny i'm just a little bit you've, you've got, little got the back yeah, the back injury yeah, I've had I mean, that. Okay. Jimmy, I'm, I just want to play again. Uh. I'm, sure,
0: I'm sure you recover. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, it'd be good to see out there, Andy, you know?
2: Uh, yeah, Jim, I'd love to play. But I think, you know, in terms of the champion, I. yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Rafa. You know, he's a great player, has a great mentality. And I think he's going to go out there and win, win the whole title,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, And also, I want to ask Jim Courier, who's his tip for the French Open?
1: Well, let me first start by saying, (laughs) wow, never thought you'd ask that, Jim. And I just want to say, you've got a great name, but there can only be one Jim, baby, and that's Jim Courier. Come on. Okay. So first things first, I got to tell yep. you right now, there's some unbelievable players in the French Open drawer. Lorenzo Musetti, he's a very talented Italian player. I don't think he's got the firepower. Then you've got Alcatraz, the young Spaniard coming through. He's an unbelievable ball striker. There's some huge, unbelievable, ominous talents lurking in the draw, but I think you just can't go past Rafael Nadal. I mean, he is a champion. He's the greatest of all time on clay, and... I put, put my trust fund on the fact that he's going to win this title. Come on. Come on, baby. Jim Courier right no, now. Yeah.
0: No chance of him losing? I would say
1: that there's absolutely zero chance of Rafael Nadal losing, and that's a Jim Courier b- promise, baby. Come on.
0: Yeah, come on. And, 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 and who do you think he will play in the final? Will it be Titipas or Novak? Well, honestly, I'd like it to be
1: Roger Federer, but I think Roger on the clay, he's got to get himself prime for Wimbledon. I think it's going to be Novak Djokovic, and I think Rafael Nadal is going to win that final in four very tight but competitive sets, but Rafa is going to come out on top.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, well, of course, I have to ask the man himself, Nadal, Rafa. Who do you think is going to win the French?
3: Hello, Jimmy. very happy to be here. Well, you know, for me, very difficult, very difficult for me to answer that question because, you know, I am very humble. I am have very much humility, but, you know, for me, very difficult to not say myself, you know. I. Yeah. Do you think I, the bottles of water will play a part where you put them? Well, I have many, many bottles. Obviously, the superstition play a big part. Maybe I put a little bit of vodka in there, make a little bit of handicap for myself, a bit of tequila yeah. in the bottle. But for me, you know, i gonna I going to win no matter what I do. You know, I could put LSD in my kneecap. I could put tequila in the bottle. i still going to chop everybody on the clay. No problem for me, you know.
0: No chance, huh? Look, no chance of losing.
3: Well, you know, I don't want to toot my own trumpet, you know, Jimmy. but Yeah, sure. I, and uh, you'll be gone for 14, 14. Well, Is for it? me, I think if I win this Grand Slam title, I'm gonna have more Grand Slams than any other player in the history of the sport. So yes, of course. I'm gonna have more Grand Slams than Roger Federer, so I gonna be
0: Maybe well, the man. Maybe the
3: greatest, maybe the greatest you know. I'm um, I'm
0: sure, yeah. Well you are one of my you know, been one of my favourites to watch, you know, absolute superstar. And I think you'll succeed again. Well, thank
3: you, Jimmy. I'm very happy to hear this. You know, I think I am a superstar as well.
0: And <laughs> yep. I'm going to
3: try my best to, to win the championship. It's going to be good for me. Yeah.
0: No worries. Well, all the best. Huh? Hey, thanks, Elliot. Thanks for coming on, man. That was great. No, and, no worries, uh Jimmy.
1: Good to talk yeah. tennis. I love tennis, man. I love talking tennis.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I initially played footy as a kid. And then I came home with a black eye. And um, my dad said, you're never going to play that sport again. And I go, well, what? sport him on a plane he goes tennis because he used to watch tennis with his uh mates and it's funny that because my dad's greek you know how many greek uh dads used to watch tennis you know so yeah right interesting how far you progress with your tennis did you go pretty far uh, or nah man i i it just uh grade four tennis that's that's where i went that's yeah not, not that uh, good man that's it, all right, right. Yeah, yeah pennant i played the pennant yeah it was all right good that's good um yeah, so and then he said tennis. I go, tennis. And I go, What? I go I don't know, man. He goes, Yeah, the ball's softer. Yeah, it's all right, it's safer, you know. A <laughs> <Yeah. sport." laughs> well it is, it's a great sport. Yeah, I, no. I mean
1: hopefully I mean one day hopefully I'll have kids and I'll probably encourage them to play. Teach them, yeah yeah probably encourage them to play just not to not not to go all the way like you know I know it's a very difficult sport to make it in but I think in terms of if I look back on my life like tennis has given me a whole bunch of really great friendships and um given me some really great connections all over the world so I think in terms of a social connection sport you know you, you really are exposed to a wide variety of people and backgrounds and networks and yeah you you yes. just meet a, hell of a lot of people
0: in that sport yeah uh-huh. What what do you think makes a great tennis player? Is it the team around him or the person, the individual themselves? I think
1: there's – that's a great question. I think there's obviously um, a big part of it is uh, natural aptitude. Like you – I mean, for example, I think I probably trained almost just as much as someone like Kyrgios from the age of, you know, when I first picked up a racket to 16. But if you compare our abilities at 16 – you know, he far eclipsed me mm. just because he had that innate ability. Some people just pick up a tennis racket and they just know exactly how to hit the ball and where to place it. You can't teach it. Um, but yeah. then there's obviously... The, the, I think what separates a great tennis player from a champion is just that mental fortitude and having that real mental toughness. Like you mentioned Novak Djokovic earlier with his mentality. That's the mentality you need. You have to be an absolute beast out there on the court. You, you can't really feel any... Um, sympathy or empathy for your opponent—you've got to go out there with a killer instinct and absolutely destroy yeah. these guys. It, it, you know, it's um like Andre Agassi used to say—it's basically boxing from how many feet away from the net. He he said, but I'm not really sure how far away from the net it is. But you know, it's basically boxing. You're really, you really, you, it's a gladiatorial sport. You, you're trying to kill the yeah. other guy, so um, you know. And guy, do you
0: think the 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 mental side of it? can develop into the player or you think they naturally have the mental toughness?
1: I think, I think uh, absolutely. I mean, I think Roger Federer is a really good testament to that. I th- he, he mentions a story. I know it's a famous story of when he was younger, he had a really shocking temper. And um, used to absolutely crack it all the time. Mm. He used to throw his racket around, like the worst temper you'd ever see. And then his dad, um, as, as a former discipline action, one day said, Right, if you're going to carry on like that, I'm going to take your rackets. You're not able to play tennis as <laughs> <there's> a kid. <laughs> he took his rackets away from him. And then that enabled Federer to completely change as a player. He said, Right, well, I don't want that to happen. I love the sports. So yeah, much right. He loves it. Yeah. Himself. And you look at Roger yep. now, and he's probably the most well behaved guy. On court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Toilet, well managed. So,
0: yeah. yeah, And that's why he has the respect as well, you know? Yeah, I um, think
1: so. And I think, yeah, just being a genuinely great guy off the court too, like he gives um,
0: everyone a time of day. Yeah, I don't want to keep you too long, but two things I want to ask you since I have you on. Um, yeah. Like you said, you've got to be uh, ruthless on the court, you know. Um, what do you think of when you hit a, the net, you know, in a rally and the ball drops short and the tennis player apologizes? What do you think of that? Should they cut that out from now on? Or
1: oh, look, I mean, I think uh, <laughs> I think it depends. You know, I, I mean, I I would always apologise. Like I said, like I think there's certain things that like just certain tennis etiquette. That yeah, yeah. Be, it's an etiquette. Yeah, yeah, I, like, know, I know. I you know, know, I would I would always apologise. But then again, you you get guys like um, Kyrgios, for example, at Wimbledon, a different set of circumstances. But he drilled the ball at Raffer and didn't apologise. No, yeah, he did. Yes. That. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's um, that, and that, that, that's yeah that was probably more from dramatic effect and just to, just yeah. to get a bit of publicity and stuff and just yeah. like, you know, make it's probably his sort of twisted sense of humor in a way. But, you know, I think that's, um, that's, I, because I know Nick, I found that hilarious,
0: but you know, yeah, well, a lot
1: of people would find that. I hilarious. didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't so, like it. Yeah,
0: no, I did. yeah. I didn't like it. Um, yeah. And the last thing I heard Patrick uh, Moritoglu talking about, I don't know which tournament it is. I don't know if it's for younger, the younger generation, but they're thinking of doing one serve only. I don't know if you heard
1: that. Yeah, I have. I have heard that. It's probably good. I think it depends. You never, um, Look, I mean, if no, that's big aces? No, look, I, mean, I think in terms of like a professional tournament, I probably wouldn't wouldn't yeah right yep. wouldn't be. T- but I mean, it would sort of make tennis more interesting because there are a lot of guys yeah. out yeah. there with with massive serves, and I feel like the serves are probably the things that are progressing the most in terms of you know so many mo- okay. so much yep. more yep. tall guys in the sport. Cool. It would enable a lot more rallies and a lot more. Yes. Um, chess type tennis where players yep. have to think their way through the points and don't just rely on these huge serves to make their yep. way through. So I think from a viewer perspective, it might make it a little bit more exciting and maybe a bit more engaging, um, yep. easy to follow for someone who's not a tennis purist like us. But I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see um, how it works. I'd, I'd like to see yep. it
0: put into effect, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, thanks, Elliot. Thanks for coming on. And for the listeners, um, I guess you have a website and a Facebook page where they can – Jump
1: on? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yep. I'm just on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube.
0: Yep, um, sure. You just look me up. It's just
1: Elliot Loney or Elliot yep. underscore Loney, um, L-O-N-E-Y. Yep. Elliot with one T as well. E-W-A-Y-O-T. is it? Okay, all right. Yeah.
0: yeah. No worries. Well, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. It's been a pleasure, okay?
1: No, no worries. Thanks, Jimmy. No, it's all the best with it. Cheers. See Thanks, brother. Bye.